Hey everyone, uh, and welcome back to Zillennial Support Group Podcast uh, with your hosts, Maria and Silvana, uh, two 97 babies, uh, ready to offer you emotional support for all the trauma that everyone has endured uh, since the 90s and early 2000s. And also to relive the more nostalgic moments and childhood memories that we all enjoyed back then as well. Um, but one thing about uh, being a Zillennial is that sometimes I feel like in today's revival culture, sometimes they take your beloved childhood memory and then they reboot it and they make like a, a new TV series about an old TV series you used to love and then they make it terrible. And that's what today's episode is about. We're talking about Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, but before, yeah, so Maria has her little pigtails in. She's a total bubbles. Like what other Powerpuff Girl? I feel like maybe there's a blossom deep inside of you to come out. Oh, I think I'm more like, blossom than bubbles yeah um yeah no but I love I feel like you have some like girl boss energy inside of you oh god did you say girl boss <laughs> watch our last episode <laughs> yeah oh my god I also okay so like I don't want to like out myself so I'm, actually never mind <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna talk about a job I applied to recently but I put this podcast on my resume I <laughs> But, um, but yeah, so it's Powerpuff Girls have been in the news lately about uh, their recent reboot of uh, Powerpuff Girls. They spent all this money on it and then they're completely scrapped in or starting fresh. And so everybody was like, it had to be really bad for them to do that. So um, yeah, but um, a lot of things in the news lately uh, concerning, you know, Zillennial Gen Z culture uh, transition though <laughs> <laughs> thank you um but so Bo Burnham released his special his Netflix special inside uh this past week I think and it's all over TikTok right now because uh everyone on TikTok is depressed I don't know if it's like Gen Z is depressed or if like just Gen Z people on TikTok are depressed <laughs> but um it's gotten a ton of buzz people really like it um I've heard a lot of people address it more as like an art piece, movie, like film rather than like a comedy special um, because apparently people think it's like not super funny. I actually haven't watched it, I but watched um, it either. <laughs> I feel like most this comedians a great like that, topic. <laughs> um, they're, they usually like, it's relatively dark or existential subject matter. And then they put like a comedic twist on it. Mm-hmm. And I guess this isn't like as comedic, but I feel like you can't do comedy in a post-pandemic world and like go back to the same comedic tone we had in 2019, you know, like it's going to be darker because I feel like everyone is uh, in a darker place emotionally or mentally anyways. Um, for you, you're in a very bright <laughs> place right now. Guys, okay, so I'm, I usually film in front of my window, but it's so sunny in New York right now. I literally look like a ghost. <laughs> like I look like Snow White. <laughs> I'm not this white, I promise. I'm wearing like a white shirt too. But um But yeah, I think like that's kind of what Bo Burnham is also known for. Like he had um like in Make Happy, he had that whole section about like you want me to be funny, but I want to talk about real things. And like this is yeah. my attempt to give you something which I cannot give myself, which is yeah. like laughter and happiness. <laughs> And I also think, like, 
don't know, when something reaches a younger audience, sometimes it's like things will go over their head. And so there, he's like a millennial, but you know, as most, most pop icons and pop culture icons, that kind of thing, uh, public figures, like they're usually followed by people, you know, younger than them. Um, and so I feel like some things are going over Gen Z's head, but then there was this one line in his, in one of his songs that was like, I used to make fun of boomers all the time and like shit on them. But now that I'm older, Zoomers are making fun of me and I'm realizing I should have like been a little bit nicer. And then he was like, but also like Gen Z needs to calm down. Like you're like, make fun of me all you want, but like your phones are ruining your life. And like, don't come to me when you're in your late twenties and suddenly you have a dissociative uh, mental disorder <laughs> or oh, personality wow. disorder. And then everyone in the comments was like, he caught me. Like, <laughs> I don't need to wait till my late twenties. I'm already Gen Z and have a dissociative emotional. <laughs> like, oh my God because of like the internet and you know I feel like also a lot of people like finally addressed a lot of um issues during the pandemic because they had the time to be like well maybe this feeling is not normal and you know we, we can strive to feel a little bit better about our our lives on social media but um so yeah definitely dark but it was really good uh, the clips that I've seen and the, the reviews clips. I've seen. We haven't seen any of them. But, but yeah, so, but like, even with that kind of call out, Gen Z, they really like it. Um, and then recently on Saturday, I saw John Mulaney's new set. Um, also very dark comedic subject matter. Um, everybody, all the reviews said it was like raw and vulnerable and really dark. Um, and I guess I kind of expected that. I mean, he just got out of rehab, but um, so I feel like I kind of went in thinking it was going to be dark and it was actually pretty like, it was still like a comedy set. Like it was still really funny too. Um, just uh, a darker tone, but I don't know. I feel like we were all sort of pretty existential to begin with before the pandemic. Um, so I feel like it was like pretty appropriate. But now um, I feel like it's okay to be existential. Yeah. Like it's okay to sign off emails with like, I hope you're still alive. <laughs> There's like not as much of a precedence to like hide it in front of everybody, which is really nice. Yeah. But um but yeah, but there was a point, uh part of John Mulaney's set where he was like, like, oh I know I'm technically like canceled now and that like people are calling me problematic because I like got divorced and like went to rehab, which a lot of people do <laughs> in their lives. Like a lot of people get divorced, a lot of people go to rehab. Um, but uh, and he was like, oh, I know I'm like not hip with like the young audience anymore. Like I used to be now everybody loves Bo Burnham instead. And I was like, oh shit. Like he saw the special. <laughs> you but, okay? Yeah, no, but he's good. Was he Olivia was, Munn there? Said, no, Olivia Munn is in LA, according to the Instagram stories of her friends that I follow. Cause I follow uh, Esther Pavitsky on Instagram, <laughs> but also, I mean, there's so many rumors and stuff flying around. It's hard to keep track. But um, so it's interesting that, I mean, I don't find John Mulaney problematic. Like, I don't think he's like hurting anybody, you know, and he's still funny and good at his job. Uh, but I guess some people are like sided with his wife when he got divorced or like the young kids were like, we don't like you anymore because you're not as wholesome. Um, and I feel like that's also might be like a young generational thing of like, you know, finding purity in the people you look up to, like in pop culture and stuff. 
but I still love John Mulaney and I still love <laughs> Bo Burnham. Also, I've loved, Bo Burnham's been around for a long time. <laughs> um, he's not that new, but uh, I feel like he took quite a big hiatus. Was the last thing he did make happy? Cause that was like a long time ago. Um, it was make happy. And then he did eighth grade. Like the movie. Oh yeah, the movie. Yeah. But I yeah, there was a big part in like, I don't know if it was the, I don't know if it was like an end credits thing of like make happy, but he did a thing where he was playing like one last song and then he left his notebook at the piano and like walked away and like joined like this like fake actor family thing that was like, like he like, it was like clearly like staged, but it was like he held, hugged like a wife and like a child and stuff. And so the big thing was like everyone thought he was just leaving comedy because it seemed like he like that the notebook is his thing and he was leaving it behind to like start a new life. And so I was surprised the person who I'm supposed to um, room with next year at uh, grad school was asking me if I had seen the special and I had like no idea this was even a thing because I totally thought he left comedy and I so Robert and left comedy. Yes. Oh my god! I had done my morning, and then now I don't know what to do. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't know. Well, because also I don't know if you were at college with me when this happened, but Bo Burnham visited our college and like performed his special, and it was really good because I had known him from YouTube, but I hadn't listened to any of his like professional work or listened to his comedy like specials before, and then. Uh, like I just seen his YouTube videos and then I saw the performance and I was like oh like I love this guy like I (laughs) he's so great like it took just like that one half like hour and a half performance that I was like oh like I've heard of him before to go to like I I am a fan like he's great this was very enjoyable (laughs) you know what is ridiculous what right before I started college Bo Burnham and I think one of the guys from New Girl or something came um and then after that guy yeah the guy <laughs> Dwayne Wyans maybe yeah. yeah yeah and then after I graduated Pete Davidson and Patton Oswalt fuck that man I couldn't wait I, I mean know. we got to Pete Davidson canceled no or was it just rescheduled wait what Pete Davidson canceled right it was rescheduled yeah oh. did they do the rescheduled date or uh yeah I think he did the reschedule yeah but he did think- a lot of like zooms with colleges and I'm like well you canceled on me <laughs> <laughs> and I like wasn't even a student anymore but I was still pissed but that's that's interesting that I that at least for now which I don't think it'll stay this way forever because I think John Mulaney is good at his job and I think he's very funny and likable um he didn't murder anybody <laughs> You know, he's not hurting other people. He's sort of his own life just self Or sexual assault. I feel like that's typically what comics do. Yeah, right? Keep James Veach, who yeah. I was like so the biggest like, fan of. Yeah, so I feel like compared oh. to like literally every other middle-aged white male comedian, he's like faring pretty well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I also it was love, hard to um, feel like there was like a transition where like everybody, everybody's favorite comedian was John Mulaney and now everybody's like, oh, like, but look at this, like, new Bo Burnham special. Like, he's better. <laughs> See, I love Daniel Sloss. I love him. Oh, yeah. Because he had, because he also does the kind of thing where he talks about, like, real material. 
and isn't really upset if like it doesn't come across as funny. Like mm-hmm. he did a whole um, conversation about like guys need to prevent the rape of like women. Like they can't mm-hmm. stay silent anymore. And he and the, but then he did like throw in like some jokes of like women are actively trying not to get raped. I think it's their number one priority. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I get infuriated every single time someone who's whose first priority isn't that when they're like mm-hmm. out in the world and they're like, why do you do this? Like, why would you think that? And I'm like, I'm literally trying not to get murdered every single <laughs> second. Like, I'm not going to like walk alone at midnight in a city just because I want food, you know? Yeah. Like, like we saw Little Red Riding Hood. We know yeah. shit. We know you what know? happens when you stop and get flowers to bring like your yeah. grandmother. And it's like, I don't care if I hurt your feelings, like if I cross the street not to walk past you, but like you could be a murderer, but you look at me, I can't murder anyone. (laughs) I am unable. I have no muscle, no weapons. (laughs) Like you're physically, you cannot be scared of me. So, you know, sorry, but I'm comfortable and I will try to say as safe as possible. (laughs) I will disarm them with my charm. Oh my god. Okay, so total tangent, but I hate that scene in Grey's Anatomy where there's like um like an active bad man uh in the hospital running around trying to hurt people and he runs into the redhead from Grey's Anatomy and her like like flight or flight response to being in trouble is she he, she just starts talking about herself <laughs> and she's like I have a mom and a dad and like I grew up on a farm and like I did this with my brothers and blah 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 because she's trying to they say like if you uh person like I forget humanize. the term but if like you humanize yourself and you like uh it's not ju- them just like killing a stranger you, it's like you make them uh, see you as like a real human they're less likely to like shoot you and kill you and it like works in the episode I don't know about real life but I'm just like that's your response not to like run away or to like attack him but just to like uh, talk about yourself and like <laughs> I mean like I, I had... also, if I was in that situation I would feel like someone would be like oh what's your name where'd you grow up I wouldn't remember but some guys like trying to kill me mind a total blank you know well that's the thing like I had shooter training um for my job in college because for some reason they thought that like a shooter was gonna come to the oldest active academic building and they said just don't engage run hide lock doors yeah the thing is with that I remember doing the training and uh one of the first things they said was that we can't really tell you to do anything because a lot of the people who will like become the bad guy in this situation uh our students could be sitting in this room and like if we're t- if we're training people to do that th- to do something people will know that we're training them to do that so they will know what you're going to do anticipate that and change their plan accordingly you know they like, every, like fire exit plans them. are public knowledge so if a fire had the same, you know, mental and physical capacity as a human, the fire would just be like, oh, I'll just follow where they're going to the exit and then like kill them there, you know? Wait, okay. Let's just pause. Where were you getting this training? From my college. What, like, what, was it a job or was it like as part of orientation? All student employees at the college gets active shooter training. Let's see. 
I had it with like same college. (laughs) I had it with like my job as a tour guide at the history building. They did not tell us that any of us could have been shooters. They were like, you guys, I feel like you guys get paper cuts well, just holding a like book. You're, I think you're, you're I not like you guys are more of like a tourist thing. So you get a lot of strangers too. Mm-hmm. Whereas we're mostly dealing with students and staff of the building. Well, that's so. the thing they said. You are the barrier between the public and the school. If someone comes to kill the school, they're going to kill you first. No, I feel like they'd go to the more populated area. You wouldn't want to go to the oldest active academic building in the country. Why are we talking about this? I don't know. (laughs) I lost total track. Sorry to be laughing about such a deep, deeply serious and sad issue, but it is very like, um, they told us like, basically the mindset you should have in that situation and to and what your priority should be but besides that they were like we're not giving you any direction we can't tell you to go to like one side of the room or go to this particular exit because then people will know that that's what you're trained to do and they will anticipate that and like go there first um so uh great lighthearted stuff uh, that every child has to go through that no adult has ever gone through. And then they're Except like, why are these people so traumatized and like think about death all the time? And I'm like, oh, it's because it's constantly mm-hmm. being drilled into our heads and it's a constant threat in our lives. Uh, and then you Congress, grew up in a really like, safe neighborhood to... when the crime rates were down because nobody had guns back then. Uh, congrats. Like you didn't <laughs> provide the same thing for your children. So thank you. <laughs> I, I hope you like your tax break. Thing. And then mm-hmm. they're like, what? This is a thing? When there was oh the capital riots and they're like, what? Hmm. That was something John Mulaney said in his set. Sorry if I'm like outing John Mulaney's set, but um, he was like. We're okay, airing so oh, much copyright okay. material today. What? We're airing so much copyright material today. Right? Well, I don't know if it's copyrighted, but yeah, they like sealed our phones. Like we weren't allowed to record or take pictures mm-hmm. or anything. But um, at one point he was like, okay, so he was in rehab during from like end of uh, December to end of February or something. So he was like, you know, he was like busy doing something during that time. And he was like, before I went to rehab, no riots happened in the Capitol building. I kept it safe. Nothing happened, not on my watch. And then I leave for 60 days and guess what happens? A riot happens (laughs) in the Capitol. And then I come back to society He's like, that wouldn't have happened on my watch. And he comes back to society and he's like, Not, no more riots. <laughs> no more Capitol building. Uh, insurrections have happened since I've come back. So he's this like. so fascinating because I feel like your voice even like adapted to his cadence. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, I'm trying to go off my memory. <laughs> but um, yeah, so you know what, John Mulaney's back from rehab, so maybe we should all feel a little safer <laughs> and not constantly worry about uh, active shooter situations, but yeah, life, man, worry, worry. We're going to talk about Adult Swim next. This oh <laughs> I don't know how Bo Burnham transitioned into that, but like Gen Z's, I don't know. I mean, I'll watch, I'll watch this back and edit it and be like, <laughs> those crazy kids, but yeah, so speaking of the other things uh gen z is talking about on tiktok i don't know if it's actually a gen z because adult swim is more of like millennial into zillennial territory 
Um, but that's a huge thing on TikTok. And it's like a thing that only exists if you watched cable television when you were a kid, which a lot of Gen Z's like grew up streaming now. They don't like watch commercials. They don't know what a bumper is, but it used to be like a bump in between shows or like programming. Uh, Wasn't it? Cartoon Network would turn into Adult Swim at night. And so they'd have these transitions where they had like that music, particular music in the background. And then they'd have like, I don't know, like, how do you, how would you describe it, Mario? Because it's a very specific tone. I don't know. It's like kind of ominous. They would like talk to you and be like, why are you yeah. still up or something? Yeah, it's kind of like, I don't know if it would be exactly existential, but it's very like, it was like a liminal space feeling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then it would like say something like really like intense and then be like <laughs> adult swim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because we're having adult thoughts now. No more happy. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. interesting that that's like become a trend. They definitely think that's more of like our childhood or like a, older than us. Because also and, like I remember Adult Swim being a thing. I remember going on the website Adult Swim, but I never really have memories of actually watching Adult Swim programming. I just I remember the bumper. Shows. Huh? I think yeah, I remember I the bumper. And stuff. I do remember the bumper. But like it's just so interesting because I feel like like age 23 24 and being on TikTok like I feel super old yeah um. <laughs> sorry my mic has come into the shop because um my back is sore and my legs are sweaty <laughs> and I'm in, sitting in a weird position also I'm gonna cough allergies um. weather <laughs> really hot in New York right now anyways what were you saying Maria well I was thinking like being... I'm like crying a little bit <laughs> being 23 24 on TikTok like I just feel really old and so it's weird that like this trend is more for like our generation or a little bit older Mm. and it feels like I'm finally seeing like all these people that are older than me like on TikTok that I just didn't know existed um because I thought I kind of felt like I was like the elderly (laughs) taking care I am chooky yeah well it's kind of nice because I feel like there is like been more of a mix of the two the two cultures millennial and gen z but um it was a trend that like i think they addressed in like late 2020 where they were like this used to be a very gen z platform and it still is but they were like then millennials got bored and depressed during the pandemic and then they were like all the millennials that like made fun of tiktok and would never get a tiktok account then made a tiktok account during 2020 (laughs) granted I made mine like February or late January 2021 mm-hmm. uh so I was a late bloomer in terms of mm-hmm. TikTok but um and then suddenly they're like there are all these millennials here <laughs> I also think that was like part of the catalyst of like uh the Gen Z versus millennial thing mm-hmm. was like millennials were joining TikTok and they're like invading our space invading our space we must protect the motherland yeah and I think it might be like the elder cohort of gen z's are like graduating college and like no longer relate to like the student part of gen z's because I feel Mm -hmm. like the majority of gen z's are very much students and living that student life and being you know exploited as students (laughs) um And so now they're like, oh, like I'm in the same boat as a lot of like zillennials, millennial things. So they're sort of like more bonding with that sort of culture, I guess, Mm -hmm. making that transition. But who knows? This is all conjecture. (laughs) (laughs) So 
I mean, this whole podcast is conjecture. This is just our opinion. <laughs> A little scientist. <laughs> yeah. This is all but... based on research. <laughs> Well, you do do a lot of research. Do. You do a lot of the front end uh, producing and development <laughs> here. Anyways, is this a transition? Yeah. Okay. Um, Powerpuff Girls. Ooh, also, okay, so I don't have pigtails in, but like I'm kind of parting my ponytail in a way that makes it look like I'm wearing pigtails. So you said you were more of a blossom. I right? think I'm more of a blossom, but I related to bubbles as a child. I kind of related um, to bubbles too. Because I was adorable. <laughs> I relied on no. my looks. I thought okay. I could get everywhere. I think I could have been a child actor. And I feel like this no, isn't dude, egotistical. No, you look ex- you look like a half Indian version of Kiernan Shipka. You yeah. could have definitely been a child star. You could be filthy rich and like super famous right now. You could be like one of those, uh, like, you know, I feel like there are a ton of like old kid actors that are now in their like early twenties that are like super hip right now. You I could have been, been set for life. I even had acting teachers tell my mother that I should be a child actor. Oh my God. We never you did it. Have. Um, but like, I just I have, have like a famous friend right now, Maria, <laughs> honestly, you should, this is a front towards me. You've really disappointed me. I'm, I'm very sorry. disappointed in you. But it's like, but... because I think I relied on like my big eyes. Cause I had like, I mean, they're kind of more normal also, now, but they were bigger than any... my head before. Wow. I, well... I have a dimple. <laughs> yeah. That's like the universal sign of cute. <laughs> right. Um, but I know not many viewers or listeners of the podcast will have seen childhood photos of Maria. Um, but they're literally the most adorable thing to exist in the universe. Like it's insane. Like my, her contact in my phone is saved with a picture of her as a child making a ballet pose (laughs) with like the most somber face, (laughs) facial expression known to man. So you were so expressive as a child, like really a missed opportunity. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I associate myself with bubbles because she was also yeah. adorable. And I was like, well, I will, because I, I was this... like, there's nobody like really my skin tone on camera. Uh, yeah. So I guess I'll just go with the one that's cutest because that's me well, <laughs> representation. Yeah. Well, because I always associated with bubbles just because I was like really young. Mm-hmm. Like I was the youngest in the family and I was cute. And um, my family used to call me like cutie as a nickname when oh. I was a kid. Yeah. Um, and now they all hate me, but, um, <laughs> oh my but, uh, I had this book that we would read all the time. It was a Powerpuff Girl, like picture book. And it was about how people underestimated bubbles because she was like small and young. And so she goes into this like room lab thing and presses like buttons and like gets into this contraption and it makes her super strong and aggressive. And then she like beats everyone up and saves the day. And it was like bubbles. It was this, the story was about bubbles really coming into her own and proving how like um, aggressive she could be and like fight for herself. And so I resonated with that of like being <laughs> underestimated, but um, well, she also as I grew had... into my middle school, high school years, I definitely was like, well, I'm emo now. So I have <laughs> to be buttercup. Yeah. <laughs> and also being, you know, ethnic I was like well she's the only one with dark hair yeah. <laughs> any well, any me, yeah. brunette char- like cartoon character I was like I guess I'm that default <laughs> yeah exactly I had like because I would be I was bubbles a lot for Halloween and it came oh, with wow. like a foam like yellow not like a wig it was just like <laughs> foam oh. piece that was what you were supposed to wear on your head and I didn't like that so my parents just gave me a princess crown <laughs> 
But I, because I did dance yeah. a lot, and so whenever there was like a Halloween thing at dance, I would just put on the bubbles dress because that's just like a one piece thing, and so Cute. it was really easy to slip on. But I love Barbara Girl. You do have like a bubbles energy, but there is like. It is a girl boss energy, though, that you have inside of you. Like, it is. <laughs> there is blossom inside of you. I feel like you. you're definitely a leader when, like, the occasion calls for it. Um, I don't feel like I'm buttercup. I feel like I can't. Yeah. I, I feel know. like there's enough angst inside of me <laughs> to be buttercup. Um, but I don't feel. Uh, I don't think I've ever felt compelled to be, like, a leader in in anything or. I don't know. I would look really bad with like really pale ginger hair, <laughs> even though it's so pretty. And like, I love like a lot of actors and act- <laughs> actresses and like musicians that have red hair. Um, but I just like, I can't relate to Blossom. I'm not that personality type, you know? I could I never like see how- myself in here. You're taking it as like, if I take on her personality, I have to commit to her hair. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the whole part of a cartoon. <laughs> Is that um, the aesthetic has to match the insides, but um, I have some um history if you're interested. So um, for for context, um, so Powerpuff Girls centers on Blossom, Bubbles, and Buttercup, three kindergarten and eight girls. They are literally in kindergarten. Kindergarten, and they have superpowers. In kindergarten they... ones. That's so cool. What? Sorry. No, no, no. Don't. No, no, no. <laughs> And they all live in the um, in Townsville with their father and mother, a scientist. So he gave birth to three females as a male. Only women can like make clones without a man. <laughs> and also, he has black hair. So is Buttercup the only legitimate child? Like, well, where is this like, blonde and brunette coming from? No, he just made them in a pot. Are they truly just artificial humans? Yeah, he just decided. He was like, I. He was trying to make the perfect little girls, and so he put in sugar spice and everything nice that's also something that like I feel like my parents would say to us too that like why we like Powerpuff Girls was like uh my mom would be like oh like we were such like we were such good human beings and we mixed ourselves so well to create you guys and you guys are perfect because we made you perfect and so I liked that like he like made them which is like you know I never I never asked where babies came from because I was like that guy made babies yeah but like why was he trying to make little girls um to exploit them (laughs) for uh crime fighting services which is that dude I feel like the tone of the CW show kind of goes into that yeah but like apparently so like the girls fight crime and stuff and these villains but then they also have like childhood things like bedwetting and like security blankets and stuff so it was like okay it's very generalizations but bedwetting they say in like older kids is a sign of trauma oh like subconscious trauma well they fight an evil i guess they're still so i feel like they have trauma um but basically um what is really interesting so you know you have the first part where it's like he uh created them using sugar spice and everything nice and then he accidentally used um an ingredient called chemical x and that made like the super girls uh, the uh powerpuff yeah. girls but they're just crack babies 
originally um it was that he used a can of wolf ass <laughs> what yeah and it was supposed what, to be the what wolf ass girls what's inside the can wolf ass how many what yeah okay <laughs> that was what it was originally was I believe um, you. but apparently their superpowers include light superhuman strength superhuman speed superhuman senses night invulnerability x-ray vision red heat vision energy projection space survivability and oh, thermal shit. resistance thermal resistance nice yeah Wow, I wish I had some thermal resistance right now. It's fucking 90 degrees outside. That's true. Sorry, this um, is a really tangent-y no, video right now. Good. Episode. Um, but also, like, you know how the Powerpuff Girls have really big eyes? Oh, like my friend Maria? Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Stop. Um, but that was based off of, like, Margaret Keene's art. Like, I don't know if you've seen the movie oh, yeah? Big Eyes with amy oh, adams and stuff about the artist yeah, who, that's like, crazy had all of her that is like on. a very iconic like powerpuff girl thing right and it's in so terms of like the cartoon the animation aesthetic um but so each one also has more superhero powers so oh, blossom wow. is like leader level-headed um and her unique abilities include ice breath microscopic vision lightning bolt and advanced intelligence. Oh, same. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bubbles um, is like, she's the sugar one and she is kind and sweet. She has a stuffed octopus named Octi and she has the power to understand multiple languages and communicate with animals. Mm. And she can do sonic oh. screams and same. create a shockwave of thunder with a single clap from her hands. Thunderclap, nice. Yeah. And then Buttercup um is spice. And um she's like the she's called the tomboy of the group. Her unique powers are curling her tongue. Um oh. <laughs> I guess relatable. <laughs> um spinning into a tornado, creating fireballs by rubbing her hands together till smoke comes out, which forms a flaming ball that she throws at an opponent. Um, so that's interesting. When oh, was wow. the last time you watched Powerpuff Girls? The last time I watched like anything on Cartoon Network, I don't know, because I stopped really watching cartoons by high school, but like sometimes after school, I just like, you know, browse and catch whatever's on. But I don't know, probably sometime in elementary school, middle school elementary school I have no idea I watched a lot of whenever YouTube happened I started watching a lot of YouTube so mm-hmm. I like transitioned out of like kids television <laughs> but um I don't know I always liked it though I wasn't super hip to the uh like long story arcs or the mythology behind it because I would just like watch random episodes never in order so sometimes they're like oh that's that bat the villain monster from Powerpuff Girls and I like don't know who that is or like what their backstory is but they the one in the my childhood book though was the monkey guy with the brain Mojo. thing sure yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then also that red one that's like really yeah. sharp and skinny okay that one is so interesting yeah because he's like characterized as being super flamboyant and there are some like theories 
that he's like trans, but he's also the devil. Like they oh. literally every single time you see him, he's in like fire and he tries to just like destroy the Powerpuff Girls like psychologically. But so anyway, I last watched Powerpuff Girls this morning. Um and it was weird. <laughs> like uh, like again, why was he building three perfect little girls? Like that seems like a weird thing. For like a middle-aged man, single father. To like want to do. Yeah. And also in the second episode. I mean, what are young women if not exploited? You know? That's true. As as said by our, you know, the lovely Olivia Rodrigo. What a <laughs> Marxist communist icon. <laughs> but like, it was really weird. The second episode that I watched, Um, like he said goodnight to the girls. And then he went back to his bed and it like panned over. And like you could tell that he was upset that he's a single father. And that oh, seems really does he even get like a wife in the story. Not wife? I don't remember, but then he like meets someone named I'm a good lady. <laughs> is and it like a red herring or is she actually a good lady? <laughs> she's a red herring. It's like it's secretly Aww. a villain. Um, but she like she's like, it would be nice to have a female touch around here and she just moves into the home right Dude, after they I just met okay so I literally just uh watched an episode of this murder podcast called murder with my husband like shout out uh there's this episode of murder with my husband where uh this fa- this like father and there's a wife and I think they have like two kids the mother died they're like child or high school sweethearts the mother dies in a car crash like randomly and then like within a few weeks he meets some lady uh at work and they both go on record and say there was no physical attraction at all we just like decided to get married Hmm. uh because he was like I guess my my children need a mother now so within like six months they get married because Hmm. they don't even like each other that much because he's just like my my kids need a mom and then guess what she murders him in 15 years don't marry for don't marry someone just to have a female figure in your family she literally murdered him she hired kids from the high school to murder her husband they were in the middle of a divorce oh wow crazy shit anyways total <laughs> very good episode very good podcast check it out uh, anyone who's listening there have so many more listeners than we do. So back to the Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> um, this is also a very dark episode. Yeah. Well, Sorry. I mean, I think the show is dark. So basically, like, I'm a good lady moves in. And she pretends to be all sweet to, like, the professor. And he does anything she says. And she, like, tells the professor that the girls made her worried and that they're horrible and he needs to ground them. So she literally like gaslights the Powerpuff Girls. And then she ends up being this villain called Sedusa, which is like a play on Medusa, but it's also like seduce and like seduction. And that's like weird. I feel like that's a weird thing for a children's cartoon to have. Um, But then there's also another one where... Um, so Miss Cerebellum is like the assistant to the mayor. And I don't know if you remember Miss Cerebellum. She is the one who doesn't have a face. 
Oh, I don't remember like, that. At she's all. like cut off from the screen, and you just see like how big her boobs are and her cleavage. And like that's literally all she okay. is. She's just like a voice. And but then there's this one point where like these criminals like tie up the mayor and Miss Cerebellum. And the mayor yeah. is like, I'll give you anything, just don't touch Miss Bellum. Um I'll give you anything. I'll give you my base. I'll give you my art. I'll give you my wife. So, like, he's definitely having an affair, right? Oh, my God. But, yeah. So, it's just, like, really weird. Like, and then Blossom ends up beating up the bad guys because they call Sarah Bellum sweet cheeks. And she says, that is derogatory language. (gasps) What is it? It's such a weird show. That's so weird. Because also, I heard that Sweet Cheeks is like a, like an antiquated, a sort of like demeaning thing to call someone. But my parents were like, uh, always told me that why people say Sweet Cheeks as a nickname is because, you know, if you love them, you'll uh, give them a kiss on the cheek and it's sweet, oh. you know. Oh. Um, but apparently, that that's not the cheek that adults are referring to. Yeah. So. <laughs> But, yeah, it was just really weird. And then I just watched one episode where, um, like, Buttercup gets a crush on one of the, like, leaders of a gang who is, like, at least in his, like, 20s, 30s. And then he decides to flirt with her to, like, get her on his side. But, like, reminder, they go to Pokey Oaks kindergarten they're children and literal this like adult gang member is like i'm gonna lead on this five-year-old wow what was this show yeah like maybe the cw show maybe like wasn't that much of a stretch given the source material so let's move into the show so this is, it was launched in like 2020. That was when it was announced. And there, it's supposed to depict Blossom, Bubbles, and Buttercup as disillusioned 20-somethings, resentful at losing their childhood to fight crime well, and me. faced with the choice of reuniting when the world needs them more than ever. Um, so it's on the CW. Um, and it has um, Chloe Bennett as Blossom, I think. How old is and- she? Was she from that one show? It was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, that's And then Dove Cameron as Bubbles, which... I heard... I think... I feel like she was, like, the biggest name on the ticket. And then Yana Pearl as um, Buttercup. Mm. I mean, at least, like, there's diversity. Yeah. Um, And then... Also, um, I feel like I've liked Dove Cameron in whatever Disney stuff was promoted that she was in i've never seen anything she's <laughs> but the commercials have been like oh she looks cute and like a fine actress i'm not but... a fan but it's fine. are you a fan or are you not a fan i'm not a fan why oh my god is there well, a tea? It's just like um i just remember like i don't know with one of her exes she like posted this thing on instagram <gasps> where um like they were covered in lipstick like, because oh. they were, had been clearly making out, and she was, like, New Year's Eve fun or something. It was just, like, really uncomfortable, yeah. and I just think about She's that like, time. Disney, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, so the CW, um, like, 
filmed, I think it fully filmed the pilot, um, but then the pilot was, like, leaked online, and everyone thought mm. it was made up because it was so bad. Yeah. Um, but then everyone's tweets started to get pulled because of, like, copyright of an unaired pilot, so now everyone thinks that it is real, um, and so now they're reworking it. But it was written by the person who so wrote Juno. not real? What? So is it not real? Or is People it are like... pretty sure that it's real because it got pulled by CW. Yeah. Like everyone's tweets that talked about it. But I love the person who, was it the writer or the director of Juno? Juno? Writer. Writer, yeah. Is oh. So is that Cody Diablo or is that someone else? I think it's someone else. I don't remember. But uh, so did you read the script? I read a portion of it in uh, that like a, like a, Instagram account or Twitter account highlighted that I was like oh this is terrible <laughs> yeah so but I haven't read the whole thing now basically the plot is like it starts with them as children the Powerpuff Girls and um and so like the professor builds them and everything and he's actually working with Mojo who's actually a human and not a monkey for like a hot sec and he's like I gave him like chemical x and, like, then he just, like, took the girls and stuff. So he, like, that's how... I don't know why you need a redemption story for Mojo the funny. Yeah. Um, it's but, to make it complex. Yeah. And for some reason, Sarah Bellum is dating the professor, which is, like, weird. Um, and Sarah Bellum is going to be played by Robin Lively, which is, I think, like, Lively's half-sister. And she's the one who's married to Coach oh. Colton from High School Musical. The dad of Troy. Oh, yeah. I was like, "Who the fuck is Coach Bolton?" <laughs> um, oh but um, but so basically, what happens is they're like, it's a weird show where it's like they're super aware of the of the show. Like they like have a show. Like they're aware. It's very meta, and so they're trying to like maintain their like, image. What is the tone of it is it like dark comedy or I don't like think it's sitcom? supposed to be a comedy but it is um it's just like weird CW very teen because then they become like I don't even know if they're teenagers or if they're 20 something I don't remember but basically like they <laughs> but are they treating it like they're superhero tv shows or yeah but they uh... but it, it it like highlights the fact they were like this cutesy franchise and that they're like supposed to be like little girls and it's like just like really weird um but basically bubbles are like the most vulnerable members of society why is it up to them to fight crime right but then bubbles gets drunk and hung over and so then they try to like fight um mojo and um Blossom accidentally kills him. <laughs> and this is just oh for the title credits. And then son, Mojo's son, Jojo, decides that he'll ruin the Powerpuff Girls. Jojo? Oh my god, but that's such a cute name. <laughs> I want him to win. <laughs> but so then everyone, like, everyone breaks up. They basically, it's kind of like a thing, just like the Incredibles and Captain America Civil War, where they're like, the Powerpuff Girls are too powerful. We're banning them. And so basically everyone leaves. Um, uh, uh, Buttercup becomes a firefighter. Blossom becomes like a porn star. 
and or no i'm sorry bubbles becomes a porn bubbles. star well, and then okay. blossom gets like a phd in like biology or something wow um and then they are coming back to townsville to get their trust funds trust uh, funds yeah because so they're like in this universe are they truly chemically created or did he like, yeah they're them? chemically okay. created um and so um basically like they come back because they're like oh we were a big franchise we sold like t-shirts and all this stuff so we must have a lot of money and so they come back to like make the money but then there's like some kind of crime thing because um jojo is trying to like brainwash the powerpuff girls to because he's the mayor now and he's trying to like he says like if he can squash the the powerpuff girls he'll get reelected for mayor and show that he's like trying to protect the the city of townsville and so he sends this like evil 10 year old um to like insert robotic worms in their ears and um, okay and but then that doesn't work and it ends up everyone else in the town gets infected and like controlled and mass mayhem starts and then, like, the girls have to, like, fight crime again. Um, and then it's discovered wow. that, like, possibly the professor has been in, in control of, like, all of the monsters that they've ever faced because he wanted the franchise money and that he, like, set them up and he created all the villains for them to fight. So oh. that's just the pilot. <laughs> that's crazy. What a premise, man. Because I you feel wanna... like there's so much potential in, like, the allegory of, like, these crime-fighting girls that were, like, forced to do something as kids and, like, mm-hmm. child stars. And also, like, I think Dove Cameron was a child star. So it's, like, and especially with, like, I don't know, like, Demi Lovato, Selena Gomez, Miley Cyrus, they're still pretty relevant. And so I feel like that's a very relevant story to tell. And they're just, like, not... They, they have like such good source material and ideas and then they're like no we're gonna fuck it up instead <laughs> and not do a good job huh do you have time to read some of it yeah I think we can do like maybe one scene okay um because mm-hmm. also the one scene I read like I could not tell the tone of the show at all mm-hmm. so having you having read the whole thing is kind of like insane that you have all this knowledge mm-hmm. of like the depth of the chaos that it the script is so okay let's start on page 23 would you like me to read all of it i love the number 23 (laughs) um so um so basically the the professor thinks that there's something up because like people are out of internet and he's like that must mean that there's a secret lab taking up power which i don't know maybe it just means like a tree fell um but so he says the reach of the outage suggests some pretty heavy duty tech so i don't want to get too close undermanned or should i say undergirled buttercup you shouldn't blossom so you want us to go see if there's an evil lab based on a thread from next door about spotty internet Uh uh-huh um and then later um they say so bubbles decides that she wants to go investigate the area because she says because she's making a documentary about her like comeback story 
And so she says, film student. (laughs) Guys, how can you turn down an evil recon mission? Especially when said Mish, Mish, who says Mish, would make a perfect storyline for my documentary, Bubbles is Back, Buttercup. Not to be confused with your other film, Bubbles on Her Back. Bubbles, come on, it'll be fun. Plus, we haven't hung out in like a decade. I really miss us. Please. Um, And then they start singing Breakaway by Kelly Kelly Clarkson. (laughs) Why? And then, I don't know. I guess that's supposed to pull, like, um, Blossom in. But she decides that she's not going to go because she's having panic attacks. And, which isn't funny, but, like, what the fuck? They they paid for the rights to perform Breakaway by Kelly Clarkson. (laughs) And then... Buttercup says, forget it, Bubs. Let her have boring phone sex with her pasty boyfriend. Wow. Also, what a call out <laughs> to everyone who has a pasty boyfriend. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, 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 I don't know. It's a lot. Like we have, because we have their like creation where it says like new life blooms from a p- pipette and then I feel like it's like a pro wow. life discussion of does life begin at pipette like um, like a like a pro-life debate yeah about <laughs> the uh conception oh my god um wait yeah can the uh powerpuff girls procreate because they're not real humans I guess if they don't yeah. have 48 chromosomes from two other humans I don't know but then so there's one moment from the narrator that says they were about to face an evil far more formidable, a, voice, a force that's defeated innumerable gifted children. Puberty. Oh my God. Gifted <laughs> children. Oh my God. <laughs> Puberty. Oh my God. It's so bad. Oh. And it sucks though because I feel like there are like literally 10,000 like girls in high school who could write fan fiction like so much better than this and well thought out and well written and like honestly there's this girl on TikTok I think her name's Laura or Claire I have no idea um and she has like written scripts for like if Twilight was a Netflix series and like cast it and everything and her scripts are so good I'm like make put her in charge you know instead of whatever writer's room created this yeah oh my god also they try to do like a political edge on it like jojo is talking about reverse racism and the like worms the robotic worms that go after the girls are named like donald melania rudy (laughs) like like (laughs) it's like making references to politics without saying anything Like, how did you say so much without saying anything? Wow. Of course. And, like, I don't know, there's one. Yeah. I just love the part where Bubble says, Blossom's fine. I saw on her Insta that she has a boyfriend. I saw on her LinkedIn that she got promoted. And I saw on Facebook that she still talks to Grandpa despite their political differences. Coming back here is probably triggering for her. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god. And Buttercup has a sex scene. Oh my god. Why? Come on. And for some reason, um, like 
blossom. Also, they're sisters, right? And yeah. they're just not in each other's lives. No, they just like all broke up. But Blossom like hyperventilates. I mean, that's who you grew up with. You don't just break up like a band. Apparently they <laughs> did. But Blossom has a panic attack at the thought of saving the world again and she passes okay. out. And um and then then they come downstairs and find their like father, the professor, dancing in front of a PowerPoint eating a gogurt. Sorry, girls, I have a condition where if I see someone faint, I faint. So I had to grab some sugar. Why does he have gogurt? Like that, I feel like they're just trying to throw in all nostalgia things. Um like yeah, there's that's so weird and inorganic. Yeah. Well, there's also this weird moment where because like um, Jojo has a pet monkey that he calls Mojo. So I'm not sure if that is his father now. And they're like, I think my pet monkey should win some some votes. And then his like assistant says that hasn't worked since Harambe died. And it's like, that was so long ago. Why are you calling back things that you think that kids are into? Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I don't That's know. Crazy. Any, like, I feel like, other... yeah. It's weird because it has that vibe of like, oh, this is what the kids want. And I'm just like, come on. It's not what the kids want. I'm not a kid, but. um, Yeah. Oh, this one part's good. So basically, apparently Bubbles broke off an engagement with someone and pawned the ring for drugs. And so that they can't eat, drink drugs. at any bar. Um. And then I really can't tell the tone of the show. Right. And then Buttercup starts flirting with this one girl. And she says, I'm here to pick up by curious townies. You're here to avoid Drake. Bubbles is here to investigate. But she forgot Butch, Butch hates her. Luckily, we're dealing with another hate boner. So alcohol helps. Blossom. Why do you know so much about hate boners? Buttercup. Life is one big hate boner. What the fuck? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Also, you think that's how edgy people talk? Like, also the characters communicate in Bitmoji. Bitmoji. So much. Who? Who? Who decided to wreak havoc on culture? Oh my god. Um. Wait. Um. This is like deeply upsetting. Like, oh, it's not bad. It's like actively terrible. So Bubbles freaks out at the at the father and says, look, we love being Powerpuff Girls, but sometimes we wanted to be other things, too. Like in Dirty Dancing, Baby wanted to join the Peace Corps, but she also wanted to be a fancy slut. And her dad didn't get it. What? I really Have can't. they never seen the movie Dirty Dancing? What? Like, teen has. Um, yeah, and then there's a moment where Blossom heads upstairs where the bumping sound continues from Buttercup's room, then abruptly stops. Blossom opens the door and finds Buttercup in bed with Macy, the woman she eyed at the bar the night before. They've just finished. Oh, God, I'm sorry. It's fine. We're done, right? I'd say six times is enough. Wow. I just... I... I can't, I, I really don't understand 
what this was about. Here I am looking at if there are any other. I put like places that say read. Oh yeah, they call them the and they call them the bees. And they say, Where are my other bees at? Oh my god. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, here we go. So basically they find out that there's no money really for them. They each have five thousand dollars each to inherit. And Drake says, Drake, which I guess I don't remember their father being professor being called Drake, but they call him Drake yeah. here. That's so um, weird. Look, this isn't easy for me to say. I know I saw how hard you girls worked, how brave you were in all those battles, and I wanted to maximize your earnings. So I made some investments. What did you invest in, Dad? Well, some real estate in 2008, and then um, fidget spinners. Have you guys heard of Cronuts? Wow. Who? What team is like? I don't think like, you can invest in Cronuts. Like, <laughs> what team is like? Like oh my gosh, game. that's a joke about the 2008 like, real estate market crash. Oh my god. Oh, so Bubbles vomits and her assistant or like manager pats her back. Um, and he's been filming her and he said, I got a great shot of you freeing all those snakes from the zoo. And she says, they were legless lizards, Ace. Not that it matters. Oh my god. Like, I don't even like there's not a single character that's likable. Right. And no one knows what's going on. They're saying crazy shit that like might have been a whisper of funny like in 2013. Like I have no idea. Here we go. Okay. So um, the Powerpuff Girls drive toward town in the white Puffmobile sprinter van. Buttercup drive or Buttercup drives, Blossom is front, Bubbles in back. They, they pull up to the city center. Buttercup, I can't believe we didn't fly. Blossom, I'm sorry. You know I can't get on a plane without a Xanax. Buttercup, but you can literally fly. Let's sidebar this. To get out of the car, we see anarchy in the streets. Cars on fire, fights breaking out. Bubbles, they're all possessed. This is like the gathering of the juggalos. Blossom, you've been? Bubbles, I was paid to appear. Oh my God. Wait, is Bubbles supposed to be like an influencer? She's just, like, she's been to rehab a bunch, and she's, like, tried to just um, go off of her fame of being a Powerpuff girl, but she's she's basically the child actor of, wow. like, like she's just trying to coast off of her past she's fame, so and yeah. so now she's just, like, a porn star. Wow. <laughs> um, like, traditionally, or, like, OnlyFans? I have no idea. idea. <laughs> <laughs> um... Oh, yeah. Then Buttercup says, look, I hate this town, but I've got a hard-on for mayhem that won't go down. What the fuck? Like, what? Come on. I hate that. I hate it so much. Oh, it's Very upsetting. So I'm currently very upset. It's so bad. Yeah. Yeah, so you can find the whole script online. It's pretty yeah, easy. oh, my God terrible terrible just like because i think it's the fact like i don't think i had a problem with them adapting like nancy drew even though like they shouldn't have but these are like they literally go to kindergarten in the original show and then just to see them as like alcoholics yeah i don't know maybe like i feel like maybe like a college version would have been fine because then the other thing is like from set pictures they're all dressed like little children 
And so I really don't yeah. know what they're going yeah. for. I like, is this what like old white men think like euphoria is like? <laughs> like terrible. But I don't know. I feel like bastardizing something kids used to love like that is very traumatic for a generation to go through. I'm talking about childhood trauma and nostalgia. Let's move on to our, to our next segment of the show called Trauma versus Nostalgia. Ooh. Newest, the newest segment, one of the newest. We had one like a few episodes ago, but today, <laughs> um, also TikTok inspired, um, it has like a, a 2000s elementary school experience theme. Ooh. So um, do you remember when like jump roping was like a huge thing for kids? Yeah. Uh, was that something that, you know, you remember fondly or are you like, I hate jump roping. They made us jump rope all the time and I hated it. Um, there was that like jump rope for heart competition where people would like jump rope for hours for like charity, I think. And then like double Dutch was a huge thing. There was that movie jump in with <laughs> Kiki Palmer and uh, Corbin Blue because that was hip. Um, were you a fan of the jump rope back in the day? Um. So I didn't really do jump rope in like private school. Like there was no unit for it. And so then when I switched to public school, there was a whole unit and I had no idea even how to do like the basic you jump never rope. Jump before? No. Oh and my suddenly God. I'm like being graded on if I can like do a double yeah. and stuff. Honestly, and so I'm like, like what the heck? And so I bought a jump rope to practice at home in my living room. <laughs> Oh my god our public school system's physical education like standards were like pretty intense mm-hmm. they're like when you get to high school it'll be terrible and then in high school nothing mattered yeah. we just like walked laps sometimes <laughs> um and then the next one is those like square scooters that we would ride in like in the gym mm-hmm. and I remember we'd play like random like games and like versions of like Red Rover and uh like obstacle courses like where we'd have to sit or lie down on the scooters and like move that way do you remember that yeah I mean I feel like I would always like scratch and injure myself on those yeah I have I, I feel to like people over. watching me scoot on a scooter <laughs> was like really embarrassing yeah I mean I tended to tip over but I liked when we played it when we did floor is lava mm, I that remember floor is lava but yeah. yeah I usually fell over <laughs> Yeah, I was not a very coordinated kid, uh, and then I grew up to be a not very coordinated adult, so, <laughs> you know. Um, and then, do you remember Junie B. Jones as a kid? Did you ever read those books? I don't think I did. You didn't? I read those books. She was, like, kind of a troublemaker kid or whatever. I honestly could not tell you what those books were about, but I remember having, like, six of them and reading all of them as a kid. Oh. Um, so... I don't know. The fact that I don't remember a lot about it is like worrying, <laughs> worrisome, but I don't know. I feel nostalgic whenever I see it like in libraries and bookshelves, but speaking about books though, uh, do you remember the scholastic book fairs that we would always have as kids? Those are really cool. I never bought any books because my parents were like, why do you need money to like go buy things at school? If you need something, we'll buy it for you. We're not going to like send you to school with money. But, I feel like um, I bought books. I tended to buy Mad Libs. That's why I have so many Mad Libs. Oh, Lips. yeah. But then I was off. I would often like buy like bookmarks or like those little like 
I don't know. I feel like there were like dice that had like three little dice inside of it. And I feel like I bought those a lot. Yeah. I Yeah. I remember them having like really cool games and like there, I don't know. There were always a ton of like really cool books. Um, and I always would like write down and make a list of all the things I saw and thought were cool. And then my parents would be like, oh, we'll see like if we can get you something like later. But they never actually like let me buy something from the actual book fair. Uh-huh. And I don't know if the book fair was like associated with like a charity or like a cause or something, but they're like, no, we'll get it from like a real store. We're not going to like give people at your school money. (laughs) And I was like, okay. But, um, I loved looking through the catalog all the time. Mm -hmm. That was super fun. I love, it was like before online shopping, I would just like (laughs) circle the things I liked and like bookmark them be like, yay. And then like never actually like go out and buy them. (laughs) Do they still exist? I think so. I would hope so. I don't know about, you know, post-pandemic, but I feel like kids still read books. Hopefully. I don't know. Oh, honestly, if like parents only read their kid like childhood bedtime stories, like from an iPad, I would, that would be incredibly sad to me. Mm-hmm. Please, whoever's listening who has children never do that. That would be so upsetting. What if they like, I don't know. I feel like the thing would be like just tuck your kids in and then set them up like an audiobook an audiobook yeah I don't know but because I am already like I need podcasts or something to listen to to fall asleep I feel like I don't want oh yeah I would hate I know a lot of parents uh will have like try and make their babies fall asleep around a lot of noise so that they're used to it and they don't need like absolute silence to fall asleep but I am like addicted to noise in order to fall asleep. And I don't want that for my kids either. (laughs) So I feel like if I train them to like fall asleep to people talking, then like they'll never be able to sleep in silence and fear the silence. Um, And I don't want to pass down that fear to them. (laughs) But uh, yeah, that concludes our little trauma versus nostalgia. Do you want to do a quick Mad Lib? We can do a quick Mad Lib. Exciting. From the best of Mad Libs. Ooh, okay. 50, is, does that logo mean it's been going on for 50 years? Yeah, that's but not. I don't know when this book is from. Yeah, that's a long time though. This probably like means Mad Libs was from like the 50s. I think this was 2008. Damn. Oh, yeah. People were raging in 1958, man. <laughs> okay, um, can you give me an adjective? Uh, bouncy. This one is exclamation. So to be with the kids, I'm going to say yeet. Yeet? I don't think yeet has ever been written in yeah. a Mad Lib from Although, 2008. I don't know if this is like retro or new age, but I've heard a lot of people nowadays say woof instead oh. of an expletive. Interesting. Like if you like drop something, they'll be like, oh, woof. Oh, wow. And I'm like, Interesting. why? Who? Okay. <laughs> Could you give me a past tense verb? uh abscond what <laughs> say absconded just okay. just in case absconded i'm gonna google it though can you give me an adverb um swimmingly could you give me a silly word plural <laughs> plural a silly word yeah um <laughs> honestly i'm only thinking of like random last names of like People I used to know in elementary school. 
I don't want to call anybody out that I used to know for having a weird last name. Um, it's absconded is the past tense. You're mm-hmm. right. Um, um, a, just a random silly word. Mm-hmm. And what was there something special about that word? Just or plural. Plural. Um, I don't know. Do you have a silly word, Maria? No. Fuck. Um, you could say jinkies or something from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, do jinkies. Okay. Do jinkies. That's plural. And then uh, language. I said Scandinavian. Is Scandinavian a language? No. No? You do Norwegian. Norwegian. Thank you. Okay, can you give me a plural noun? Cysts. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Number. Um, I'm gonna do 16. Can you give me a person in room mail? There's no one in the room. Bo Burnham. <laughs> okay, and then I do person in room female, Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> Love her. Um, could you give me an occupation? Scuba diver. Ooh. And I do adjective, creepy. Could you give me a occupation plural? Dentists. Mm-hmm. And I do verb ending in ing. I need to water my plant. <laughs> I'm just saying that out loud so I remember to do that before I leave. <laughs> Could you oh give me God. a plural noun? Uh, bottles. Could you give me a plural noun really quick? Uh, cars. And then part of the body, earlobe. Okay, you ready? Okay. Okay, so this is our yearbook. On the last day of school, our bouncy yearbooks came out. Everyone yelled yeet and absconded to grab one. When we skipped it, we couldn't believe how swimmingly it came out. It was filled with pictures of our handball team, the Jinkies, the Norwegian club, and our school marching band, the Sists. <laughs> There were 16 pages devoted to homecoming where Bo Burnham and Olivia Rodrigo were named King and Scuba Diver. There were even (laughs) snapshots of our creepy dentist. After we finished burping through all of the cool bottles, everyone grabbed pens so we could belly dance one another's books. I signed so many cars, I thought my earlobe would fall off. Same. You hate that feeling. Right? Oh my God. That was a good one, I feel like. Aw. Hopefully, hopefully they reboot the reboot of the pilot episode. <laughs> or just don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they poured millions and millions of dollars in it already that I feel like they have to do it right or like take the loss. How can you do it right? <laughs> when right? Wrong I mean, not the bubbles I know. <laughs> they should hire you, right? Yeah. Kick out Dove Cameron. Sorry, Dove. Yeah. Fly away. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That was so catty. <laughs> See, that's the girl boss energy you have inside of you. For better or for worse. Oh my god. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> that was I the buttercup rising up. <laughs> 
Amazing. All right. On that note, every I hope everybody has a great day and like remember to not cross Maria because she will take you down. Yeah. Um, all right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>